Hello, everyone. Uh, Pastor Jay Morgan here, Director of the Appalachia Prayer Center Ministries and the West Virginia Prayer Alliance. I am just super excited that you're here with me today. Man, we have had a crazy good kingdom day. That's all I'm saying. In the middle of a lot of crazy things happening in our world, the Lord has been at work and moving in the church in West Virginia. And I want to focus that t today. I, I'm excited. Um, today I'm launching a, a program that I'm calling Stay Focused. It's something I've wanted to do for a while, and this is a fantastic time to do it. Um, for a while, I'm going to be coming live here at 6 o'clock on my page and the West Virginia Prayer Alliance page. And uh, with this uh, program called Stay Focused, uh, we'll eventually make it into a podcast as, where, as well where you can hear the audio. Listen, uh, today I'm just going to give you a quick overview. I want to encourage you to to share this with some folks who need hope and light. That's that's all I'm going to say. So um, I, I want to talk just a little bit about uh, giving an overview of what I'm going to get into today. One, today I'm going to talk about this program, Stay Focused. I'm also going to talk to you about uh, the Hope and Light WV, the Hope and Light West Virginia initiative that launched today. And I'm also going to talk to you about the role of the church during crisis. So I'm going to talk for a little bit. I'm going to attempt to um, take some uh, comments and questions at the end of, of the program. I'm going to be here for 30 minutes or so. I'm going to attempt to answer some some uh, comments, uh, but be warned, I, I have a little bit of an issue with um, with my internet and the program I'm currently using, there's a little bit of a lag between uh, comments and when I actually get them, but we'll, we'll see if that works out at the end, okay? Again, I'm super excited that you've joined with me. Uh, some of you have joined with me the last couple Sunday evenings as I've addressed West Virginia Prayer Alliance and just talked uh, to you about what God is doing um, uh, in this state and our response to the crisis in, in the world. Uh, today, uh, I want to just continue that conversation. One, let's let, let me begin by just talking about this this program that I'm going to be doing at six o'clock um, on weekdays. Possibly not on Wednesdays. Uh, we're still trying to determine that. But most weekdays at six o'clock, we will be doing this this program. Um, the the what I'm calling this program is stay focused. There there are two key verses that have fueled me for years. Uh, and I, th I think they're very pertinent for the time that we find ourselves in. Um, the, the first verse is Hebrews 12 and 2. It says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of God. Now, the first thing I want to just mention to you is that the, the cross itself was not joyful. But in this verse, we learn a very a key principle on how Jesus endured an extremely difficult time. Now, the world we find ourselves in today on uh, March the 23rd, 2020, is a world of extreme uncertainty. Uh, people are frantic. Most of us who are alive on the, on the planet right now uh, or at least in America, I can speak for, for America. Most of us in America, I don't think, has endured um, 
a, a season like the world is in right now. It's a season of uncertainty. There's this the the coronavirus, uh, COVID nineteen. That is honestly a pandemic is sweeping through a uh, hundred and forty plus nations at this time. Uh, thousands of people all over the world are sick. Uh, uh, tens of thousands are sick. Uh, thousands have died. That is our reality. Um, there is also panic. So one enemy that we're facing, difficult that we're facing right now, is the disease itself and all the uncertainty around the disease. But then there is also this huge enemy of fear and panic as people are uncertain, they're not real sure what to do, think, or believe, or turn to. Most people that I know are attempting to just be prepared, keep a steady head, and just wait and see. Uh, today in the state of West Virginia, where, where I'm based from, uh, uh, restrictions have tightened just a bit more and that they're just uh, there is a stay-at-home order by the governor today and, and basically uh, non-essential business um, is being uh, temporarily halted. Uh, people who do not need to get out for essential reasons. Now, you can get out for essential reasons to go to the doctor, get food, uh, medicine, things like that. But people who do not need to get out for essential reasons are um, asked to, uh, strongly asked to stay home and, and encouraged to do so. So in the midst of, there are several foes right now that are facing us. One is the disease itself. There's the panic, the uncertainty. While people are trying to maintain a level head and just take this day by day, week by week, uh, we have seen how other nations around the world have been. Uh, uh, most of us probably know more about uh, bell curves and disease curves and all of these things we've ever known in our life. I know I have. Um, and so while people are trying to educate themselves, uh, stay positive, there is still panic and fear that's just lurking around. Uh, there is the unknowns about the economy uh, in, in the U.S. and around the world as well. Many people not working due to having to stay home. And so these are tough times. I'm not going to diminish that at all. But Hebrews, Jesus, uh, the, the writer of Hebrews gives us an indication of how Jesus endured the cross. Uh, Jesus didn't endure the cross by, by staring at the cross. It says, for the joy set before him. So there was something on the other side of the cross that Jesus kept his focus on. And so what I'm going to tell you is right now in the middle of all the panic that we have in our world right now and uncertainty that we have in our world right now, there is something that we can keep our focus on that can help us keep our sanity during these trying times. And that focus is Jesus himself. Hebrews 12 and 2 says to fix your eyes on Jesus. And that's why I'm just going to say to you over and over, day after day, stay focused. You have to stay focused focused. And I'm going to talk about several things we're going to focus on, but first and foremost is Jesus. Another key verse that I that's kept me through a lot of tough times through the years is Philippians 3, 13 through 14. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. In other words, Paul says, I have not arrived yet, but one thing I, I do. So Paul said, maybe Paul will say, I don't have it all figured out, but here's one thing that I do. I have learned to forget what lies behind, and I strain forward to what lies ahead. 
I strain forward. I push forward. He said, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So Paul said that there's a lot of things we can't focus on, but there is something we must focus on. We must strain toward and focus toward. And that thing is Jesus himself. I'm going to tell you that Jesus talked about the treasure in the field and how the man discovered a treasure in the field and he sold everything to buy the field. Now, the field in and of itself was not worth everything the man owned, but there's a treasure in the field. And my friends, I want to tell you the treasure is Jesus. I'm going to tell you that the reward, the Bible says that God will reward those who diligently seek him. I want to tell you what that reward is. That reward is none, nothing less than Jesus himself, because as they've said for many years, that's enough. Jesus plus, uh, Jesus plus nothing equals everything. And so the first thing I want to do is just I want to I want to focus you on staying focused on Jesus toward toward in uncertainty. If Jesus is your Lord, you have a hope that and, and by saying this, I'm not saying ignore civic uh, leaders. But here's the bottom line. There are many people who are watching this who do not have an option to self-quarantine They're they're, they're medical workers, they're people on the front line, they're people, they're first responders, they're police, there's a variety of people who have to stay active. And so I want to say to everyone, and, and, and especially to those people, and maybe there's a time that the Lord and society is going to call many of us uh, even out of quarantine and into harm's way, um, what I want to say to us is as children of God, we have to focus on the hope that is in Christ Jesus himself. And that hope is this, that if, and listen, everyone listen to me right now. If everything we know changes next week, if society changes next week, if, if, and this is a difficult one, but this is hope. I have to understand that if every relationship I have ends, if I'm still alive, I still have hope and purpose because God is my father. If society itself unravels, I have hope because God is my father and I am his child. If death claims my body, and let me encourage those of you who are fearful because you can't self-quarantine right now. First of all, my prayers with you. I'm applauding you. I'm, I'm with you. I'm rallying the church to pray for you. But listen, to all of us, listen. If death, is, if our faith is in Jesus, if death claims our body, Death has no hold on us because Jesus is Lord of all things. He holds the keys to death, hell, and the grave. And I know that one day, First Thessalonians tells me, the Word of God tells me that one day Jesus himself will return and the dead in Christ will rise first. So death can only claim me once, and that's only temporary because Jesus will resurrect me on that day. I'm about to preach for a minute, but that is the hope that we have. And folks, I'm going to tell you that hope is going to become more and more important to us as people become more and more uncertain. And even as people around us might become sick and, and some people in our communities may die from this or a variety of things, we have to, to have our hope. And if you don't know the hope that is in Jesus, turn from your life and give yourself to Jesus and ask him to be Lord of your life. Give him all that you have. Surrender your all to Jesus. And Romans says that if you confess with your mouth, 
and believe in your heart. So it's not just words that you say. You have to really mean it, and you have to truly give yourself. to Jesus said, why do you call me Lord and don't do what I say? So you can't just say it. He actually has to be your Lord. But there's hope if you make Jesus your Lord. And that's the hope we want to give you today. It's the hope I want to keep giving you uh, as I come to you week after week, day after day, rather, and, and with stay focused. Now, during this time of this stay focused, I'm, I'm going to talk a lot um, over the days and weeks ahead of me. One is just the role of the church in crisis. I'm going to talk about a lot of what I just talked about, that if we allow ourselves to have stability in the Lord, then the Lord can use us to bring hope to an unstable world. So let's get that squared away. So I want to talk a lot about what I feel the church is, the role the church is in crisis. Uh, I'm going to talk about um, this region as a whole, this Appalachia region. Myself, I've been highly involved um, in multiple Appalachian states, praying for 12 Appalachian states from Alabama to New York for nearly three years now. I've been highly involved with many of those states, uh, helping to build a relational network of prayer. I've met many pastors and praying uh, uh, prayer leaders and praying churches and prayer groups and houses of prayer all over this region. I'm going to tell you that uh, uh, many times on this program, I'm going to bring uh, encouraging people and prayer leaders from in West Virginia, but from outside of West Virginia, uh, both by video and by phone call. So I'm going to, I'm, I, here's my point. If you can at all get, get on here at six o'clock in the evenings or watch replays, because you're going to hear not just from me, but you're going to hear from some incredible voices, many of which the world has not known up to this point. But let me explain something to you. Heaven knows their name. I imagine that if there's Facebook in heaven, their posts are featured. I imagine that if there's social media in heaven, it's it's their posts are regularly shared. You know why? Because while the world don't know a lot of these people's name, heaven knows them because they spend a lot of time in the secret place in intercession and prayer. And they, many of these people have been intercessors spending hours a day for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. I'm excited to, for them to join me and as we keep being hope and, and, and light across West Virginia and this region. So, uh, so I, I want to talk about what God is doing in this region. Uh, I, I'm, I'll say this, uh, and you're going to hear me say this about every time you hear me talk during this crisis. Here's three things that I am sure of. There's a lot of things I'm not sure of. Here's three things I am sure of. One, God's still in control. Church, God is not in heaven wringing his hands right now saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. God is in control. Second, Jesus is still Lord. And if your faith is in Jesus, as I've already talked about, you can have confidence. And three, I thank God that there is a praying church in West Virginia and all over Appalachia. And it's at points like this that I just, I, I don't like social media because, man, I love um, just interacting with live crowds. I love to inter interact with the group. and But it's a point like this that I just wish I could hear the amens in the room. God is still in control. Jesus is still Lord. And there's still a praying church in West Virginia and Appalachia and all over the world. Amen? So I want to focus on the role of the church in crisis. I want to focus on what God is doing in the Appalachia region. Um, 
in relation to revival because revival fires are brewing. They're not being diminished by this. I promise you the fire is turning up. And you're going to hear from many leaders that join me uh, either on video or on phone call as we talk about what God is doing in Birmingham and North Carolina and Kentucky and New York and Pennsylvania, all, all over the region. God is at work. And so we have to focus on what God is doing and stay focused on that. So I'm also going to talk about you. I'm going to talk about your community. I'm going to talk about your church. And as a matter of fact, uh, right now, if you don't mind, uh, just so we can be praying for your church, I, I have a heart for pastors and local churches. That's, that's one of the things that I have just leaned into more and more over the last couple of years is just being a support. I have, I have many friends, uh, pastor friends, church leader friends I didn't have a couple of years ago. And they're dear friends of mine now. And I uh, cherish the times that I can support, pray, and pray for them. But right now, would you just comment, whether you're watching it live or, or watching the replay, will you comment the name of your church and the city and town so that prayer leaders and intercessors can be, can be praying over your church? Um, I'm going to tell you guys, um, watch this replay. Look at the comments and make these churches a matter of prayer. Will you just comment your church name right now and the city and state that you're at? because we want to be praying for church. So on the Stay Focused program, I'm going to talk a lot about uh, the role of the church in crisis. I'm going to talk about what God is doing in the region in relation to prayer. And you're going to hear from a lot of great prayer leaders and, and church leaders from all over the Appalachia region. And I'm also going to talk about you, your community, your church, and be an encouragement to that. Uh, and last, I'm going to spend a lot of time talk, just talking about how you can stay sane during this time of quarantine. Um, I, I, I want to tell you that two forces are at work right now. Uh, the, the devil sees this. The enemy sees this time of quarantine as a time to wreak havoc. He's already uh, releasing spirits of fear to even make uh, just... Um, reasonable preparation to escalating that. He is sending peer, uh, fear and panic. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, he's going to want to increase anxiety and depression during quarantine. He's going to want to increase uh, frustration and anger and abuse. But let me explain something to you. The Lord wants to increase hope and light. The Lord wants to use this time to pull you away closer to him. I want to talk a lot about uh, how you can pray in this time. There's five things I want to talk a lot about. One is pray. One is play. You need to spend good time with your kids. One is rest. Maybe you just need a pause in your life. Rest as much as you can. The second is clean. This is a great opportunity to organize, clean things out of your life, but also clean things out of your mind, clean things out of your thinking, clean things out of your house. Maybe you can't take it anywhere yet, but you can organize it and get it into places to take where you can even share with others. This is a wonderful time to, to uh, proactively clean. And I know some of you are just like, Jay, this is not the Lord speaking to you at all. I promise it is. This is a great time to take inventory of your thoughts, of your house, and of your life. 
And also, this is a time to create. So five things that I'm going to talk a lot about um, just for you to maintain your sanity is to pray, play, rest, create, and clean. So I'm going to come back to that a lot. So there's the things I'm going to do with stay focused, okay? I want to just take a minute, though, and tell you uh, about an initiative that's happening all over the state of West Virginia called Hope and Light WV. You're going to see the hashtags, hashtag Hope and Light WV. You're going to, so what this is, is the West Virginia Prayer Alliance, which um, a ministry I help lead. Uh, Cody and Sarah Fraser are the statewide coordinators for that ministry. Um, they are, um, uh, they have just welcomed baby Obadiah into the world, and so they're staying safe and snug and taking care of their family and little Anna Faye and letting Sarah recover fully. Uh, but we lead this ministry together, but we also lead it with an incredible team of people all over the state of West Virginia. Just a few days ago, the Lord gave me a vision to fill many hours of the day with love, worship, intercession, teaching, and preaching, and uh, 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 preaching the gospel. I contacted these guys, and in just a few hours, we've had um, 12 hours a day, nearly 12 hours a day, filled up with dozens and dozens of pastors and worship leaders and intercessors and, and, and the prophetic people and the evangelists and counselors, Christian counselors, I mean, we have the time filled up. Warriors, encouragers, today, beginning early this morning, because we're getting it launched, I paid particular attention of just everything that's going on. And I'm telling you, the Lord has brought me to tears, and I'm not a crier. I can promise you I'm not a crier. And I'm just going to be I have a vulnerable moment right now, almost to the point that that part of me is almost broke, I'm, I'm telling you. Just strong, very strong moments bring me to tears. And man, when I just see, <laughs> when I see Jesus working through his church, I just see people that the world doesn't know your name. And I had to just encourage you to say, turn that Facebook on that, turn that live feed on and do what you have been rehearsing for in the courts of heaven for 10, 20 years. Just do it. The intercessors, oh man, so many of the intercessors, they just, they love the secret place and they, they pour their heart out to the Lord for hours a day and they have been for years. It's just done my heart good to see them going to the forefront of the battle, praying over people, reading scripture to us, praying scripture. Their hearts moved with the heart of God. And church, I want to tell you, tune in. Even if you skip, skip six o'clock with me, tune in live with these intercessors. They'll pray over you. Just tell them, hey, I need prayer right now. They'll pray for you right there. I've seen, I've seen God move all day. I've seen prophetic artists today. I've seen uh, pastors and intercessors and worship leaders. So let me just give you a little rundown of Hope and Light WV. At the top of the hour, we will have a worship leader lead us in a 30-minute set of worship. They'll start just a little bit before. And so what's happening is they're doing it on their own pages, uh, but then we are sharing it um, on the West Virginia Prayer Lines page. 
So if it's not exactly at the top of the hour, just 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 pay attention for one or two minutes in and you'll see where it's shared. Then at the half hour mark, I have we have worship leader, excuse me, we have intercessors, pastors and teachers, preachers just sharing encouragement and prayer in the gospel. So on the on the top of the hour is um, worship, live worship from people's living rooms and homes. And if some people are in their church offices and just wherever they're at, they're leading live. These aren't extremely produced productions. They're just people, their instruments, their voice, and an iPhone. And I have been blessed all day long by the worship. And then there's the intercessors or the, the preachers and teachers that come at the half hour mark. And then, though, I just I want to point out one other thing. Um, for those Christians who uh, regularly engage with the, 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 the book of, of Common Prayer, uh, at 8.30 in the morning and 5 o'clock in the evening, Church of the Ascension, uh, Pastor Daryl Fitzwater and guys at the Church of the Ascension are just leading us through the morning and evening prayers of of the from the book of common prayer so man we just have the body of christ let me tell you young and old across denominational lines uh different expressions there will be worship uh contemporary worship uh hymns being sung there will be moments of southern gospel we we all of it's going on we want to be hope and light and there's preaching of the gospel going on so uh that's just a little bit about what um the Hope and Light WV Initiative is. West Virginia Prayer Alliance, the wonderful team of people that we work with. These people have put it together. I want to give a shout out just to a couple people right now. Pastor Melissa Elliott has helped organize schedule. Uh, 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 Cody and Sarah, even with acclimating to the new baby, is jumping in and helping. Cody's leaving, leading worship every day at noon. That will be going on as West Virginia Prayer Lines. Everything else will just be shares from other people's pages. But Cody's leading worship at noon. He's helping to organize things, uh, keep people focused, giving us guidelines and things to go on. Uh, Michael Ham is helping keep the, the shares going on. Uh, other people, man, listen, I... And then the scores of people who just helped us mobilize this, you all have been, listen, this is, and the heart of West Virginia Prayer Lines and the Appalachian Prayer Center Ministries in general is we believe we highly value what you're doing at a local and community level, but we believe that God does something special when the church works together. And guys, this is how we're hoping light. This is how the church should respond in crisis. Um, we we don't have to deny reality, but we're saying to people, look to Jesus. Now, um, what, you know, something we say a lot, and as, as I was a kid, it's the last thing I want to share uh, with you as I wrap up today. I'll be back again 6 o'clock tomorrow, but as I wrap up today, I want to tell you, when I was a kid, one of my first memories was uh, Andre Crouch and the Disciples live from Carnegie Hall that LP, I have that LP here somewhere. If I'd have thought I was going to do this, I'd have brought it out to show you. Uh, my mom gave me this LP. Um, this LP is uh, older than me, actually. And one of the songs and one of my earliest memories is hearing this, uh, this record, this album playing and filling my home with one of those big furniture-style record players that we used to have. I had an eight-track player and a record player and a radio tuner in it. But this thing was huge. It was a piece of furniture.
But man, I remember Jesus is the answer filling my home over and over and over. One of my earliest, honestly, one of my earliest childhood memories is hearing this live from Carnegie Hall album being played. You don't know what you're missing until you, until you meet the Lord. Uh, I don't know why Jesus loved me, but I'm glad he did. Um, Jesus is the answer to the world today. And why is Jesus the answer? Jesus brings us to God. There is hope and light. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Jesus said, I will walk with you. If you in, come to me, all those who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Believer, come to Jesus. Unbeliever, turn your life to Jesus. Give yourself fully to him, holding nothing back. Lay your life down, Jesus said, and you will receive it, and I will give you life. He is the answer. But let me, let me explain something. But he works to his church, the body of Christ, the hands and feet, bring hope and light and answers to the world. His teachings show us how to respond. And all of Jesus' teaching can be summed up, and I'm wrapping up within one minute, with these, the greatest commandment, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And that's what we're focusing you on doing, first and foremost, to turn to the Lord and to love him. But the second commandment, it's just like the first, and that is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Jesus taught us to treat others the way we want to be treated. These are the answers to our world today. I'm going to pray with you. Thank you for joining in. Let others know, not just about this program, but more important, let them know about Hope and Light WV, the West Virginia Prayer Alliance. Go to the page, like the page, follow the page so you can get notified. Make sure the notifications. I would encourage you to, to um, turn your notifications on West Virginia Prayer Lines to see first. That way, Facebook won't be as likely to filter it out when we go live or we share what God is doing and we share these intercessors and worship leaders. So, Father God, I thank you that you have spoke vision. Without vision, people perish. And a vision is not just something we bring up in our minds, but it is a word from the Lord. So, God, I thank you for giving us vision in these dark times. I pray that you release hope and light in your church. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, listen, guys, as you end this feed, give it just a minute, then come back again because Pastor Rich Sparks uh, will be on the West Virginia Prayer Alliance page. We'll share his feed over as he and one of his worship leaders goes live. And he's going to preach the gospel. So tell people to tune in and watch as he preaches the gospel. They're going to pray and they're going to intercede. They're going to take prayer requests and they're going to lead us in worship as we wrap this first day of Hope and Light WV up. I love you guys. Share, let people know what's going on, not so that our name can be known, but that the name of Jesus can be lifted high in the midst of chaos. We love